Hello and welcome back to the Finding Your Feet podcast, a podcast show dedicated to helping you get closer to your true authentic self by helping you find your feet in life. Today we have an absolutely incredible guest joining us on the show, Roxy Nafusi, the queen of self-development. She is an amazing light in this world. We literally could not wait to get her on the show and pick her brains. This is such a vision board moment for us. We like she's like one of our dream podcast guests and she was so nice to chat to you so we have an amazing conversation all about manifesting because she is the queen of manifesting she's a sunday times best-selling author of her new book manifest seven steps to living your best life we put the link for it in the show notes you all need to get yourselves a copy Mm. because if you want to understand how to do manifesting that is this book is so simple and easy to understand and it's so empowering and it's literally just gonna help you grasp manifestation and change your life but she's yeah she's a podcast host for the moments that made me she's on instagram inspiring everyone with all the self-development content she hosts like the most amazing workshops and she's just so genuine yeah like she's so real and honest and you can relate to her and just take away the inspiration like you're gonna absolutely love this interview yeah she's been such a huge inspiration for us over the last year so it was such an honor to chat to her and i can't wait for you all to hear the conversation but before we do jump into this amazing episode, we just have a quick word from our incredible sponsor who are BetterHelp. So BetterHelp is a professional online counseling service that can set you up with your therapist in under two days. So you'll hear in this episode us all speak about our own therapy journeys and how incredible it can be to dive deep on your own healing journey. So if you're ready to take that next step, BetterHelp is an incredible option. It is not a crisis line. It is a professional, secure online counseling service. So all of their therapists are super highly qualified, the same kind of therapist you'd see face to face, but it's all done online from the comfort of your own home. So wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, you can use BetterHelp services. All you need is an internet connection and you can get it on your phone or your computer through the app. However you want to work, they will work around you. You can set weekly calls with your therapist. You could do video phone calls or just audio or if you don't feel comfortable to actually chat on the phone you can just talk in a chat box and have a live chat with them but you get to meet with them once a week and you get to contact them all through the week as well on their secure messaging service it's all really safe it's all private and it's all done from the comfort of your own home which is what makes better help even more affordable for people than the traditional face-to-face therapy so if you've been wanting to go to therapy but you felt like the financial investment was getting in the way better help is the perfect perfect option to overcome that. And BetterHelp have very kindly offered our listeners 10% off your first month of therapy. So that will go to around £160 a month for your therapy. And if you are in a difficult financial position, they do offer more discount on top of that. So if you do want to access the discount, just head to betterhelp.com forward slash find your feet. That is betterhelp.com forward slash find your feet. And the discount will automatically be applied. We've left the link in the show notes. Just click through there, fill out a questionnaire, which will take you about five minutes. And then within 48 hours, you'd be matched with a therapist and you can start your therapy journey. But there is no shame in therapy. We are obsessed with a bit of therapy. (laughs) You need to be working on, as you'll hear in this episode, your fear and doubt and overcoming any limiting beliefs so that you can fully step into your self-worth and manifest everything that you want in this world. So head to the link in the show notes to start your therapy journey. But let's get into the chat with Roxy. Okay, so I'd just like to introduce Roxy Nafusi onto our show. It is an absolute honor to interview you on our show. You've been a huge inspiration of ours for a very long time. So thank you so much for coming onto the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. 
I'm sure a lot of our guests um, are already aware of who you are, but for those who don't, if you could just start by maybe introducing yourself and just telling us how you got into self-development, which then led you to discover manifesting, because we know you have an amazing journey of transformation or the journey that led you to your self-development. But if you could just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what led you here. Of course. Um, so actually, it's really weird because I wrote this post yesterday and I feel... Like I hadn't thought about it, but I'd always been interested in self-development and I studied psychology at university. So I, I had always thought, oh, if I could do it all the years of study, I would have, you know, been a clinical psychologist. Um, but, you know, I was too busy partying at that time and um, drinking my life away. So I, but I was always interested in self-development and really fascinated by it. And I loved reading and listening and learning and, and, and I loved helping people. Like I've always been, I guess, maybe the one that people come to for advice, but obviously that's not a career at that point. But then when I was pregnant, um, I was in a really, really dark place, but just before I had got pregnant, I'd started Agni Aunt Sundays on my Instagram where every Sunday I would give people advice and um, it just kind of kept growing each week and it really gave me a sense of purpose in a time where I was really really lost and uh, just really like it's hard to even describe how um, how much of a struggle each day was during that time Um, but this gave me something to focus on I thought if I could help others then you know it was worth something and people were really enjoying the advice and finding it really valuable and I'd also always been really open about my own journey and my own learnings and what I was discovering on my own healing journey and so it was quite organic this kind of journey into self-development and then after I had Wolf and I'd kind of vowed to turn my life around with the help of manifestation which I had discovered um back in May 2018 um actually on a podcast um I then decided to host my first self-love workshop and I think it was one of those things where I just thought oh you know I'm just going to announce I'm doing a workshop and see what the fuck happens and so it really was that stepping outside your comfort zone um and a hundred people came and it was an absolute shock but it was really good. And I think as soon as I did that, I realized this is what I'm supposed to do, kind of host workshops and help people. And then what happened was I was kind of saying to people, I'd been talking about manifesting quite a bit because I'd really understood it much more than what I, you know, I had heard before that it was just about visualization or something. I really had understood it as a, as a practice. And it was really empowering me and all these magical things were happening. And so I'd started kind of talking about it again, really organically on social media. And people were like, what is this thing you're talking about? Because before the pandemic, it it wasn't the trend that it is now. Um, So I thought, okay, guys, and you know, I asked the audience and I was like, should I do my next workshop on manifesting? And they were like, yeah, we'd come. So I did my workshop on manifesting and obviously I had to really understand how am I going to, how am I going to explain this thing, which actually is so vast. It's a huge topic. It's not, you know, and that's what I'm trying to explain to people now. It's not a ritual. It's not something you do. It's a, it's a, it's a way of living. How am I going to explain it? So I was on a walk 
um, and I just got my notes on my phone. And within about five minutes, I'd come up with my seven step guide to manifesting. So it's kind of nuts that now two years later, and I mean this as humbly as possible, that it's a fucking best-selling book. Like, what the <laughs> hell? So manifesting works, and that's my story. <laughs> oh, I love it. We went to your manifesting workshop in, I think it was in November yeah, tw- uh, 2020, I yeah. think, yeah. And um, we were literally, like, blown away because you'd put it into this these seven steps that made it so easy to understand and because mm-hmm. I think you know there's like books about manifesting that have been around for ages like the secret and stuff like that but they're quite like not the not wishy-washy but yours is just so like specific and this is it and here are the seven steps and it makes so much sense and it was the first mm-hmm. time because uh, I've spent years looking at things about manifesting and law of attraction and learning things like that because we've been obsessed with things like that for so long and this was the f- your workshop was the first time I'd ever ever come across someone explain it so well um mm-hmm. so when we saw you bring the book out that we were like oh my god because <laughs> even works. like the workbook from your workshop from that like we we kept on our computers because we looked back at it because it was so like those seven steps were so amazing to help you understand what it is so congratulations on your book and becoming a sunday times bestseller because it's so well deserved and we we love the book Um, we just finished it like a few days yeah i literally bought coffee for all my friends i was like you need this um oh my god thank you so much that honestly is so 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 nice to hear thank you it's amazing you've done so well um Well, in your book, you mentioned about how when you discovered manifesting, one of the first things that you decided that you wanted to manifest was unconditional love. And um, and yeah, and Wolf was the the manifestation of that. And that bit of the book just made us like really emotional. So we'd love you to just quickly retell like that little story of your first thing that manifested and like the dates on when it happened and everything because it was so like. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, just after I'd first discovered manifesting, I was I was single at the time and had been for ages and just had also just had loads of toxic relationships. And um, I decided actually, there's a part of the story that I've actually never told anyone. So I'll tell it now. So I was I decided I wanted to meet someone and and have this like unconditional love in my life. And I was like, that's what I want. So I had started doing things like weirdly, even though I didn't have self-love, someone, because someone asked me this the other day, it's obviously a big part of manifesting in, in the book is about feeling you're worthy of something. Um, and you need that to have it. But at the time, it wasn't like I just suddenly was like loved myself and I had self-love, you know, I was still really struggling. But I will say that I would always, while I had felt very unconfident in most areas of my life with relationships, I don't know why, but I had always felt quite confident in that part of my life. Like I wasn't, so I kind of had that already, which was good. Like I felt like I, I was like a good catch for a guy. Do you know what I mean? I was like, no, I'm a, I'd be good. I'm a good girlfriend. I'm kind. Like I'll, like I'm fun, you know? (laughs) So, um, so I kind of had that already, which did help. And I think it's really important because obviously self-worth is everything so with this happening so fast I think it is good to just bear that in mind um so I basically wrote a list of everything I wanted in the relationship um from a from a partner first and um 
I started listening to relationship affirmations every night, like straight away. And I still use affirmations every night because I think they're so powerful. And it was like, I think I was just listening to ones on YouTube. It was like soulmate affirmations or, you know, these like high vibrational frequencies, like playlists with, uh, with these affirmations. So I started listening to them. And then a week in between this so this is the part I've never told anyone. So what happened was on the 7th of June, Wade messaged me on Raya, this dating app. And Wade's the father of my son. Wade messaged me on, on um, a dating app. But what also happened on the 7th of June is that three of my exes came into my life on that day. It's oh also the birthday of my long my boyfriend that I mentioned in the book who's 25 years older than me. So this is really fucking weird. This date is like significant. So three exes, either one of them I saw and apologized to me for something horrific that he had done to me years past. Two others reached out to kind of just like, you know, when they kind of are trying to get back in touch. And Wade also messaged me on this day on a dating app. I did not see that message on that day. After having all these exes come to me that day, a few days later, I was feeling so broken. And I said to my mom, I remember having this conversation with her and I was like, I have, I remembered that you have to cut, like, I knew at this point, cause I'd been researching, obviously this manifesting. I was like, I can't settle. Like if I'm settling and I leave like exes in my past, I'm not gonna create the space essentially I'm not overcoming my test from the universe which is of course step four of the um so I made this energetic decision like to have full closure and I honestly I can't tell you how crystal clear I remember it I was like that's it I am done with my past I'm just going to admit to myself that they treated me like shit which was like a which was something my ego had to accept like I allowed that as well because I had and I made this energetic decision and I went into the into the next room picked up my phone, re-downloaded Raya, the app, which I had actually just deleted, but my account was still active. And I saw Wade's message. And the date he had sent it was the 7th of June. And I was like, this is so weird. That's the day that all my exes had come into my life. And I had said on that day, something is happening. What's happening in the air? But I didn't see it until I'd overcome my test and cleared space. And then on the 7th of June, a year later, our son was born. So it's like absolutely nuts. And I think I couldn't, I I thought in the book, I was like, oh, should I explain this bit about, you know, my exes? But it was, it was such a complicated story and I didn't want to bore everyone on my own personal journey too much. But yeah, it really, um, really so many of the steps were involved in, in that first thing that I manifested. Mm. that is literally a like clear example Mm. of your step of overcoming tests from the universe Mm. because I think like yeah that's such a key part of manifesting is to not settle and and like Mm. keep hold of what it is that you want like keep Mm. your eye on like your vision and not not like just keep trust that it's going to come so that is so amazing and I can't believe it they were all on that same day like that was so weird you yeah Yeah, the universe was at work there yeah Yeah. literally yeah synchronicities are amazing um, so just for anyone that's listening and maybe they're not too familiar with manifesting, obviously we're not going to go into seven steps because 
they can go and buy your book yeah. and be amazed with all that <laughs> and get on their manifest journeys. But how do you actually define manifesting? And we'd also love to know, what do you see as the biggest block that people come up to when they start on their own manifesting journey? Um, manifesting is using the power of your mind to change and create the reality you experience. And, um, you know, I always say it feels like magic, but actually it's not at all. I think there's so much science behind it. Neuroscience, quantum physics, um, everything in the universe is energy. Um, you know, ask the sky, the cup of water next to me, you know, everything. Um, but thoughts and feelings also have different frequent different, is energy and, and everything has different frequencies. And we're trying to, I guess, change the frequency that we put out into the world raise our vibration so that we attract back to us that high frequency abundance back to us by the law of attraction. But there's also so much else to it. And I think that, you know, there are so many misconceptions around manifesting. One is that you can just visualize something and it will happen. And that kind of negates the fact that it's a really proactive experience. Like you have to take action, step outside your comfort zone, align your behavior. Um, And, I think in answer to what's the biggest block that people face, I think it is fear and doubt, which is step two, because it stops us even at the first hurdle imagining what we want. And I think that that's what I find so often is that people are just constantly trying to visualize things that they think they can realistically manifest and you're already like selling yourself short at the first step that's not the point the point is to understand that you have limitless potential um, and you really can do anything Um, but you know we all have decades of insecurity behind us and undoing that and really stepping into our fullest power and understanding how um, special and deserving we all are it's not something that can be done overnight. And that is inner work and, and you have to work on that every day. I mean, I'm still working on it. So, but what I find happens is that every time you have a breakthrough, like let's say you're in therapy and you have, you know, this breakthrough of like, oh my God, actually, like, I don't know, you just, you know what, you know that what mm. I mean, that breakthrough yeah. in, in your healing journey. I think you always step into like, this amazing reward of abundance after that. Like I Mm. always have found that whenever I'm having these mini breakthroughs or then just abundance like comes, it's amazing. Like even it was only in November, I think I I wrote about it as well. Like I, I went through like a week where for the first time in years, I just spiraled back to like, oh my God, I was so it was so dark. My mind just like, I felt like I was losing my mind for those few days. And I, it was, it was actually like quite scary because, you know, like how could this happen when I'm so not, you know, I feel like I've grown so much. And I think that is that healing is not linear. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but I knew that as I processed it and I really had the tools to understand it. And I really did some work on where that was coming from and what was triggering me that that was going to send me into like huge reward. Um, And it absolutely did. I had such a breakthrough. And so I think it's really nice. You can see these dark times as blocks or you can see them as opportunities for growth. And, you know, I think now I call challenges growing pains, you know, it's like, Mm. that's what it is. 
I love that. Mm. Healing definitely isn't linear. And I always think like mm. on your healing journey, when you first start, there's like a certain layer that reveals itself. And then as you keep going, because you get stronger in the process, another layer reveals itself because we can't mm. deal with it all, all at once. And I think it's so whenever true. You, yeah, whenever you're getting triggered or whatever, it's like, it's because you're strong enough to like deal with that part now. And I loved how mm. in your book you said about and the, the fear and doubt step that isn't just a step that you do and then you're done. Like it's an ongoing process and ongoing commitment to like focusing on your self-worth because you know like you said like you can be on top of the world and then maybe have a week where you you know like you just said you're in a dark place and you're like what is going on um it's a constant commitment so I love that it's a really practical answer for everyone on their manifesting journey if maybe they were stuck on that that spot but um we Kate we've been to all of your workshops and we're coming to the one on Saturdays oh my god are you yay yeah Yeah. oh my god I'm so excited yeah we're so excited we can't wait to do an in being an in-person one I think it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be mad it's actually gonna be buzzing 350 people I know it's so amazing it's all the people that come to your workshops as well Mm. like they're so nice like I've literally Mm. got girls on Instagram that have Mm. been to your workshops that I chat to all the time and DMs I've never met them and I'm like oh my god everyone's gonna meet each other it's gonna be absolutely buzzing honestly I could probably sit there and (laughs) chat amongst themselves and it'll be a great workshop yeah (laughs) Yeah. probably yeah everyone's on the same vibe so they all just get on like got such an interest so well, yeah, so we came to your careers workshop, um, I think it was in August, and um, you gave this piece of advice, and I just thought, this is like the best little bit of careers advice like I've ever heard, and I've like, mm. it just stuck with me, and now I use it all the time, and that was to never take no for an answer, mm. um, and you like shared a story about like, with Vogue, and how you first got to write for them for manifesting, and because you were keeping that mentality of just never take no, and even like when you get in the rejections like that just don't let it knock yourself worth like keep going so why why has like how has that mentality of never take no for an answer sort of propelled your career forward because obviously like you have gone from that journey of transformation and then your career is like just followed with it mm. and like we've we've loved watching that like everything that because I feel like the people that are in your community that come to your workshops like they're really like in it with you they're like yeah "Ah," like watching everything go so all these like big milestones and everything you've been achieving we're like oh my god like feel like so like excited for you so um yeah how how has that mentality of like never take no for an answer um helped you propel your career forward and like you know get all the achieve all these things that you have and all these amazing milestones and like why is that mentality important for manifesting as well Honestly, like, I love this question and it has, it is everything. Like my, my career is the way it is now because I have just, it is just this not accepting no and just being able to like, if you have a vision, you find a way to fucking do it. And if someone tries to say like, you know, a lot of people are going to put their own doubts on you. They're going to say, this isn't going to work. I don't think so and or it's not possible and it's like it's always possible find a way like find a way and I think look obviously this is within reason if you can't put a square in a, in a circle whatever do you know, whatever that saying is mm, yeah. but you know what I mean like I don't want for someone to take that and be like but okay within reason but generally speaking 
if you want something, um, there's always another way to find it. So I think it's one of these things of like, it's so easy for someone to say, no, it's not possible. And then to just accept it and just be defeated and then go away and then whatever. But there's always another way. There's always an alternative approach. And I think that being resilient to no's or to rejection or to something not going right first time is absolutely essential. So a prime example would be my book cover. So I, bear in mind, had gone to Penguin, the biggest publishing house, with no agent. At this point, like, nothing really to say that I was going to do it. But I was like, I am going to write the best-selling book. And I was like, like, I really just sold myself. And also in careers, like, you have to be your best PR. Um, And that takes real stepping outside your comfort zone because we are taught so much not to show off, not to boast. But you also have to like market yourself. That is, if you want to, anybody that is a freelancer is going to be their best PR because like that's why I don't have a PR because nobody's going to sell myself as, as well as I am. Um, so anyway, so I went to them and I, I basically wouldn't sign the contract unless I had creative control over the cover um, because I was also acting as my own lawyer. I like, tried to understand these contracts. Um, but I kept on going back and forth because I was like, I just, the aesthetic of the book was really important to me. I wanted something that people would then put on their coffee table and they'd come back and they could just read it and they wouldn't, you know, have to hide, they wouldn't hide it away. Like they could like have it proudly displayed. I feel something it's such a waste when you read a book and then you just put it in a cupboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they sent me loads, but they were like, they sent me loads of designs and I think an An old me would have gone, oh my God, this is Penguin. I can't possibly say no to them. But because I was feeling more empowered and I felt really clear in my vision, um, I basically was just like, no, I will not. These were not going to be my book covers. I'm going to, and I have a graphic designer on my team, which is great, but I already knew the vision I wanted. So I was like, I want something really minimal. I just want the text on it. I knew exactly how I wanted it to look. Um, But I had said to her, can you give me a neutral originally I wanted it nude like I wanted it to be like a light color and then I said can you give me a color and she showed me a mood board for orange and I was like it's got to be orange orange is like the color of abundance like orange orange this is it so I was so excited and I sent it to them and penguin were like I'm really sorry but we're not gonna go for the orange we're gonna go for the neutral and if I had taken no for an answer I honestly think this book would have done really differently because I think that the book color is so integral to its visibility and, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's the part of the, it's like become its own little like mini brand in itself. Mm. And so to be able to go, no, the orange, it has, I was like, it has to be the orange. The orange is going to stand out. I promise you. And I had to really believe in myself and also trust myself and take, not take no for an answer. So I actually asked my editor to meet me in a bookshop. And I said, come, let's go to Waterstones. And I just want you to see how much the orange books stand out. And she was like, you're right, I'll go back. And I was like, I'm basically, I'm not going to stop until you do the orange. Um, and in the end, they did. And everyone loved it. And everyone was really happy with it. And that was simply because I just didn't accept what was told to me first time. Because, mm. because I believed in it, not to be really important to understand, this is not to be self-righteous and it's not to be stubborn. I'm not a stubborn person at all. Like I actually, 
I'm so um, welcoming of other people's advice and opinions, especially if I think that they are, you know, there's so many people that are much more expert than me in whatever field they are in. And I'm really open to taking advice and learning. But I just really felt strongly about this. And the book was also, an, you know, it's an extension of me and my brand. So it was really important. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's also, it's knowing, obviously, you know, there's a difference between being stubborn and being strong-willed. And knowing the difference is also really important. Yeah. yeah, I love it. It's such amazing advice. And like for us, with um, like getting guests on the podcast, like sometimes mm. they, they don't always say yes right away. And you've got to wait like for time to pass for your podcast to grow some more, for their schedule to be right, for yeah. them to say yes. And it's like never taking that rejection as like, oh, no, yeah, oh, just leave it. Because even with you, like, because we emailed Annie ages ago. And then, but you, I think you were writing your book at the time. So you just focused on that. Like your schedule wasn't right. But you have to just not ever let those, no. oh, not right now, whatever, just knock you. So, but it's such an amazing mindset. But where where has that come from? Like, were you inspired by some something to make you feel that way or think that way? Or is that always just been like quite an innate, like, thing within you to to show up like that in your career and stuff? I think it's really strange because I didn't have a career for so long and I was so like I was so the opposite I felt always like I was desperately trying to get like people's attention so I could like potentially write for them or work for them or you know I really I, I always wrote articles but I would like honestly write for free half the time and even then they would say no to me I'd be like please I'll write for you for free and they'd be like nah you know so it wasn't I don't know if that was necessarily in me, but I think that I am really ambitious and I am really determined. And I had a goal, which was like, I am going to reach as many people as I can and empower them to be their best selves, which means that there's no space for me to have self-doubt in that. Like, I've got to, there's something greater pulling me, which is this desire to like, really like spread this message and so I think there's also this thing it's like no who's to say anybody knows better than anyone else like Mm. we're all just normal people like I think so I think it's like this realization that you you get scared of let's say like huge editors and messaging them but they're just we're all the same like you know and it's we're all the same and so you don't need to be frightened of reaching out to people like Mm. you know I think that really helps and you know, even like when I was writing for, started writing for Poosh, I remember I'd kind of written the first art. I, I just reached out to someone on Instagram and just like, you know, can I write for you? And when she'd mess, when I'd done my first article, I was so excited and I was like, wait, I want to write another one. And then I emailed the editor and she just ignored me. So I emailed her again, she ignored me. And I emailed her a third time and she got back to me and I was like, I really don't care. Like I want to write for this, you know, and then yeah. 18 articles later, I'm still going. So again it's like just be persistent um you know I always say if you don't someone else will Mm. I love that so much I think just as well like you having such clear boundaries in your career like really shows like showing up with that energy saying no I want the orange cover like that energy transfers to the book and people can see that it's like such incredible advice I really love that um 
We would love to kind of go back for a moment because I know you talk quite openly about your 20s and how you Mm. kind of navigated those years. And I think with your 20s, it can be kind of a weird stage because everyone is at such different stages of their life. And I think it's a time when comparison becomes a huge thing. So what would be your advice for anyone that's maybe in their 20s now and they might be feeling a bit lost, they might be comparing their career or might be like relationships, milestones. What would be your advice for people kind of stuck in that little trap of comparison? Yeah. Oh my God. The twin, my, I hated my twenties, but I think what I would say is I, what I wish I had done sooner is probably firstly, um, you know, firstly, don't worry. Cause I think that it's really easy at the t- I think at the time to think that if somebody is doing better than you, then you're like, Oh, I'm always going to be behind. But life isn't like that. Everybody has their moment and their season. So it's like, just because it's not your like, huge shining moment right now, doesn't mean it's not going to be in a year or six months or whenever it is like everything really is just happening the way it's supposed to. And the best thing you can do is empower yourself to feel your best day to day. And so what I didn't do and what I do wish I had was taken better care of myself in terms of my diet, exercise, routines. Like I feel like that really is such an amazing starting place. And if you can start to do that to make yourself feel better, it's, and you start to, because everything is self-love, like the way that you eat, the way that you drink, the way that you move your body, the supplements you take, whatever, that's all self-love. And the more self-love you have, the much easier it is to withstand the tendency to compare yourself to others. Because you're, you know, if you're like, do you know what? I'm good. I'm, I know I'm doing good for me. I love myself. Um, it is a lot easier to then, you know, not feel so worried about other people. But also comparison is normal. Like I still, well, I, I no, I, maybe I don't anymore. But, you know, I have definitely felt it or I oh I'll have moments let's say and I think comparison is normal I do and step six turn envy into inspiration is really all about this because we also don't need to judge ourselves for it if we're doing it but I think it's just really remind in your 20s I would say it's really reminding yourself about going this isn't like (laughs) I'm still just at the beginning of a journey I'm still like this is still part of my story and just trust that your time is coming and just really get your focus back on you and all that you have keep practicing gratitude for all that you have and I always think it's pointless being comparing yourself to one part of someone's life because you'd have to want to swap your entire lives with them and I think that that's not the case it's like you can't just go I want her career it's like well do you want to be her no like sure like I think at our core we all would rather be ourselves you know then you don't want to completely swap lives with someone but maybe you just comparing their career so it's going okay well maybe that just means I want to focus more on my career and what can I do today to do that that's right that's such a long-winded answer (laughs) no it's really good I love the um, mantra as well like comparison is a thief of joy so if you are stuck in that comparison trap like just reminding yourself that as well because yeah you shouldn't judge yourself for doing it because you know we all have those moments but it does just take 
the joy out of your own life and you cause mm. often we're comparing to even people online and we don't know anything about what's going on behind closed doors or exactly. what sacrifices they made to get to where they want to be so um yeah that was really amazing advice for anyone who's struggling I'm sure that would really help them but um your podcast the moments that made me we we love it we always listen to it um but obviously you're always interviewing other people and like talking about their defining moments but you've had like such an amazing like couple of years like so much has happened for you so what from like you know maybe over the last year like within your career or anything what has been like that most like defining moment that you just like it's been yeah really special to you or really like like pivotal and push you forward um another I love all your questions um <laughs> probably oh, I, I, I think it probably is the book actually the book coming out I feel like something there's been a cosmic shift in the last two weeks mm. like really like something huge has changed and I think before the book came out like I would be lying if I didn't say I had so much doubt and self-doubt and as much as like of course I was trying to you know and, and doing all the, and I and I I really put my heart and soul into the book it was the hardest thing I've ever done writing it like literally I was up all hours of the day and night like working every weekend you know trying to be a good mom at the same time and work it was really challenging and I think that kind of it afterwards I just thought is this even a good book like does it could be I used to, I was like a fucking five-year-old could write this it's shit like you know because I read so much self-development and I read so many books. And so suddenly I felt like absolutely imposter syndrome was in. And I was like, oh my God, is this even, like, is this how a book should be written? Like, is my writing okay? And so there was, of course, self-doubt. And um, then, so although on one hand, I was like, this is going to be a best-selling book when I first come up with the idea, and then I put it on, you know, Sunday Times bestseller on my 2022 vision board. I wasn't really sure. I was never aware that how big it would get so quickly. Um, and I think that has been really, I have been very, very pleasantly surprised. And I think more than anything is that people are actually loving the book and enjoying it and finding it really helpful. And it really has put all my doubts aside and it really was a reminder that I think you know when I speak about manifesting I think anybody knows how passionate I am about it and I think that clearly no matter what right you know even though I've never written a book before I I think what is nice is that people can probably that I don't it just feels like a reminder that if you really are passionate about something and you really believe in it and it's really coming from an authentic place and you really love it, it that will translate. And so, yeah, it has been amazing. And I feel like I have definitely had a huge jump in the last, something has just really shifted. And, and I feel, um, yeah, it's a really good feeling. <laughs> It's crazy because you'd literally like sold out the book as well. Like I, I'd pre-ordered it for all my friends. So I was like, it's okay, you still get a copy. But like you, you um, like couldn't get it anywhere. And it was like selling no. out so fast. Um, 
but honestly like it is such a good book and like your writing style like I love how you write like even when you do workshops and stuff like in the workbooks it's all like the way you write is so like clear and concise and especially especially with something like manifesting where there's so much to it it can be really overwhelming for people to grasp Mm. and feel like they understand it and then feel empowered to use it themselves in their own life and feel confident in it but you just like put it all together in the most perfect way so yeah I also love um how you can just like sit there and admit that like oh I felt fear and doubt because I think sometimes we can really shame ourselves like we said before for feeling that fear and doubt like oh you've like wrote this book why would you be feeling fear and doubt but like it's such a natural human response so to be able to just own that and move through it and then be yeah. really surprised is an amazing journey um, and I almost like want to thank you because I basically listened to one of your podcasts with Estelle Bingham and you know, it must have been quite a while ago now. I think it was yeah. like in lockdown times. And I was like, oh my gosh, this interview is so good. This woman sounds amazing. And I went on to work with Estelle and I'm now doing one of her year long courses with, which is a practitioner training, which is just amazing. Oh my and God. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, she is like one of the most magical women in the world. Like, I just yeah. think she's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to know your journey with Estelle, like maybe some things that you took away from her. I know she always likes to plant like little seeds of loving people and give amazing advice. Or maybe mm-hmm. like what kind of things you learned from reaching out to like energy healers, therapists. Cause I mm-hmm. think, reaching out for that little bit more help in your self-development journey can be quite scary and daunting but it can also be where you have those huge breakthroughs so Mm. I'd love to know um your kind of journey with reaching out for more help yeah so I think that actually and I I don't know if you you guys will relate to this but I think it's really easy when you start on a self-development journey you start this in in a healing you can quite quickly think you're cured and be like figured it out. I'm all good now. There's nothing left wrong. And I think Mm. I definitely was really naive in that. And I think that I kind of thought, well, I'm feeling better now. I'm good. I'm sorted. I don't need to like work on myself that much more. And that was just like the biggest mistake I could have made. And actually I was still really internally not processing a lot that had happened. And I had never actually... I hadn't done, I tried some therapists, but just never had good experiences. Um, And then somebody recommended Estelle to me and um, first to come on my podcast. And then I started doing sessions with her. I know, I think I'd done one before the podcast. And she held the space for me like I'd never had before. And I remember talking to her about something that a few things that I actually hadn't been aware of how much shame I was carrying and shame is such a it's such a low vibe emotion and it really keeps us so trapped and it makes us feel undeserving and that is a real block and I would tell tell her these things and these experiences and she I remember she just looked at me and she goes does it look like because I said I'm really scared you're judging me and she said do I look like I'm judging you and I was like no you actually she was like has anything about my relationship to you change I was like no and I was like and I was I it was so life-changing for me like truly um it was another one of those huge leaps and shifts in my growth. Um, So yeah, it was absolutely incredible. And I think that um, 
she's not like a classic therapist you know she works with energy and he and she's amazing and similarly I'd done a couple of sessions with um CC you know Karina um who does a lot of inner child work I found that really powerful I hadn't done much of it before um I then have seen amazing women you know two in particular Debbie Frank who actually was Princess um, Diana's astrologer who just I find my sessions with her are incredible it's it's not therapy but it just gives you this guidance that's amazing and um Elaine Mary Collins as well she's it's it's tarot but it's more than that again it's this gives you this hope and this self-belief and her sessions are really empowering and helps you to understand your purpose so in doing all of these little sessions and you know looking to different therapists and ways that you can you know just discover more about the way that you work it's all just really powerful I think and liberating as well yeah definitely um yeah I love showing anything about Estelle because she really is just like she like goes in deep doesn't she but I think the deeper you kind of go on that journey the more out of the other side you experience more love and more light as you allow in that pain and allow those kind of childhood wounds to kind of filter through you can let in more mm, light exactly and moving on from like therapy and everything like that so what what are some more things that you do in your like daily routine that you just do for yourself like by yourself so we know that routine is quite an important thing for you share it a lot on your Instagram so what what are some of like the daily things that you do like daily wellness habits or anything that kind of keep you grounded and on top of your well-being so obviously you're so busy like you're got like so much going on at work and then you're also obviously a mom and you're looking after wolf so what are some of the things that you do that keep you on top of your well-being so love my baths love a candlelit bath or at least a long shower and just I make like I I make sure I shower morning and evening do my skincare routine it's just like it's really simple but I love it um I always if I can't exercise I will at least get on the mat and just meditate for like there's a song that I listen to and it's like six minutes so I'll just go and just like reset but actually just recently because I never I felt like I had time to watch tv so I never watch tv and never watch movies and over Christmas I thought I had covid but I did the PTI I didn't anyway whatever who knows I still think I did so I self-isolated and I started watching movies and I watched some amazing movies and I was like oh my god this is so relaxing and I've actually really started to commit and like force myself. It sounds so stupid. This is not well, this is not, not wellnessy at all. But just sit on the sofa and watch TV. Like watch mm-hmm. Emily in Paris or watch a good movie or watch a good documentary because I think it is so important. Like wind down is so important. I think when, especially at the moment, obviously there's lots of highs and adrenaline and all lots of stress and, you know, actually just, being immersed in something completely different whether that's a book or whatever but I think for me I'm reading and looking at screens so much it's really nice for me to just zone out and watch something and that actually for me is at the moment really helping me keep sane (laughs) yeah 
No, I love that. I think it's mm. like, it feels like a little treat for yourself, especially like when you work for yourself, because there's like, there's always things to do. So actually making that work-life balance and being like, no, do you know what, tonight now I'm going to wind down mm. and watch TV. Like it's such a treat and like a self-loving thing to do, to just give yourself that time to do, just zone out and do something like that that you enjoy. So exactly. what what are you what are you watching at the minute that you're enjoying? Maybe some people <laughs> yeah, can get some so recommendations. I'm on Afterlife after now. I watched some really good things recently. I watched um, King Richard. I rented it on Apple TV, you know, with Will Smith. And it's um, oh, yeah. it's about Serena and Venus Williams and their dad. And oh, yeah, oh my God. Cool. I mean, it is just, it's like also the, the power of self-belief. And I've always been saying that, like your self-belief is your superpower. And it just, that is just the ultimate film to just demonstrate that. I think it's incredible. Mm love that um well we'll have to go watch that film now (laughs) you've got to it's so good so just to wrap up what is like one little bit of advice that you want to leave people with um just maybe like your favorite quote or something amazing that like that you live your life by that will just yeah that you want to think just back yourself like be your own Mm -hmm. cheerleader don't wait for someone to instill that confidence within you like go get do it yourself like just go for it go get it don't let anyone like dim your light just fucking shine (laughs) i love that so much i love that thank Um, you thank you so much for joining us and we cannot wait to see you on saturday for the manifestation i can't wait love i better write the workshop now can't wait to see you guys thank you so much it's been so lovely i absolutely love your energy and can't wait to see what's next for you both thank you and where can everybody find you like um where can they get yeah get involved with you get your book um, oh we'll yeah the links and everything in the show notes but thank you the manifest book is on amazon and waterstones are usually in stock now and um you can find me on roxy nafusi on my instagram amazing Amazing. we'll leave links in the show notes but thanks so much roxy thank you so much love thank you wow that interview was just amazing like her energy is incredible i'm sure you guys all felt it on the other side and definitely definitely go and pick up her book and read it you will take so much from it and it's such an easy important read ready to align you for 2022 and get you ready to smash all your goals yeah i think her book obviously it's just come out a few weeks ago but i think it's going to become one of those like famous manifesting books you know like the Mm. secret like everyone knows what that is and think and grow rich and stuff like that I think it's going to become like a timeless like self-development book that will just be you know recommended for years Mm. and it's so you will have heard in the chat it's very aesthetically pleasing so it's gonna look gorgeous on your coffee table or on your bedside table you're gonna want to carry it around as like a little manifesting bible (laughs) to look so nice but we've left a link to pick up her book in the show notes and her instagram so you can go and join her community on there we love being part of her instagram fam she puts out the nicest content um but yeah, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, send it to a friend, share it with mm-hmm. somebody. If you enjoyed this conversation, leave us some feedback. We love getting your reviews on Apple. So leave us a five star, leave us a little comment. And also on Spotify as well, you can rate us five stars on there. Only five stars. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously rate whatever you think is, you know, <laughs> what it is. But yeah, leave us some feedback. We love love hearing from you guys as well. So make sure you come and connect with us on Instagram at Find Your Feet Podcast. Join our community on there. 
so you can keep up with us when we're releasing new episodes with more amazing people because there's some incredible guests to come in 2022 also guys you would have heard in this episode roxy talk about the power of affirmations and also how powerful her meditation practices we also absolutely love both these methods to really align our energy and our values each day so that is why on our website we've created a range of affirmations and meditations all planned and recorded with by us with some really relaxing music behind them they only 399 and you have lifetime access so definitely go and check out our website if you want to dive deep into your own affirmations and meditations just go to findyourfeetpodcast.com to download yours we have left the link in the show notes but thank you so much for listening everybody and we will see you next wednesday for the new episode bye